Lecture topic. Lessons from the Turkey earthquake. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillahi wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi alladheen astafa. Amma ba'du fa'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Ya ayyuhan nasu attaqu rabbakum inna zalzalata saati shay'un azim Sadaqallahu al-azim Waqalan nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Ittaqil maharima takun a'badan nas Aw kama qalan nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Most respected Ulama, brothers and elders. Allah Ta'ala has created this world with His Qudrat, this entire universe. This is functioning on the Qudrat of Allah wa Ta'ala by the Qudrat of Allah Ta'ala. And from time to time, Allah Ta'ala manifests His signs, Allah Ta'ala manifests His Qudrat. Allah Ta'ala shows us insan how helpless He is. That insan sometimes feels, I am capable of doing so many things, I can do so much and I have this technology in my control, etc. But some things happen which insan is completely ajiz, completely helpless. He is helpless, but sometimes his helplessness becomes very evident to him. When some, as we call them, natural calamities, catastrophes take place in the world, so one is wherever something might happen, but this is not something to confine to the people of a place. This is an ibrat for the entire world. It's an ibrat and a lesson for the entire world. It's to be taken a lesson. On one occasion in the time of Sayyidina Rasulullah wasallam, there was a lunar, a solar eclipse. Now sometimes when these things happen, there's a lunar eclipse, there's a solar eclipse. So people want to be outdoors to try and see what's going on. They want to be trying to take pictures of things on their phones because now this will become something that they can share around. Say that I saw this and I captured the moment. So all our entire focus is about capturing the moment for what? So I will become the man of the moment. I captured the moment, I'll become the man of the moment because I would be the one that's now circulating this very historic moment. So now everybody would eventually get to know I was the one who captured this moment. So the whole thing comes down to that recognition, crave for that recognition, for that fame. Say the Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha she was in her last moments, meaning she was extremely ill and it was very obvious to her that she's not going to survive this. 
she is on her way out of dunya and at that time Abdullah bin Abbas he came to pay his respects to make iadat as well to come and visit and pay his respects obviously this is to be done by taking full care of the aspect of parda and the curtain and veil and nevertheless he came so when he came so Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha was informed Abdullah bin Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhuma is here and he wants to come and pay his respects he wants to make iyadat visit the sick so she responded and said no don't, don't allow him to come in so Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha was no ordinary person she was that personality who Jibreel salam's salam came to her via Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa on one occasion Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa said that there is none no other wife in whose bed wahi came while I was present except Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha and in his last Mubarak days of life Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa became extremely weak and his routine was to have everybody's turn all the nine wives were present at that time each one's turn whereas the apportioning of turns for Nabi Kareem was not compulsory in certain masail and certain aspects of deen there were special rules that were applicable to Nabi Kareem and special rules for the ummah separate rules for the ummah in terms of his multiple wives he was not obliged to give them an allocated turn it was okay if he did it and if he didn't do it, it was okay as well but he never ever went against that principle of allocating the turn and making sure each one got their turn when going on a journey it was left to him whoever he wishes to take it was compulsory for him to draw lots in our understanding spun a coin to decide okay whose turn it will be to come but he always did that he never ever went about going on a journey and taking somebody along without going through the process of drawing lots this was the extent to which Nabi Kareem would give consideration to them this consideration to the wives now there's multiple wives here and he was ordered by Allah Ta'ala and in any case he was given the liberty that he may decide he may decide as he pleases in this regard because all this was on the basis of what deen need to be conveyed to the ummah so wherever the need was whoever it might have been more suitable and convenient to now pass on this to it was up to him but Nabi Kareem was out of this consideration this was the bottom line consideration our consideration Allah Ta'ala forgive us that it's a word and beyond the word maybe some little formalities here and there but the reality of what consideration is all about that we are sometimes completely far away from how we say something did we have any consideration in what we said that this statement is suitable to say is it something that's going to be causing some kind of pain to somebody is it the right thing to say or is this something that I'm just, just letting it fly off without consideration doesn't matter to us whether it's with our wives whether it's with anybody else consideration Nabi Kareem this was a very very 
salient feature among the many many other aspects of his mu'amalat, of his mu'asharat, of his akhlaq, the aspect of consideration. But the consideration nowadays, it's a word, something in the dictionary, something maybe we might be able to define very well. But in practical life, in day-to-day life, there's rather instead of consideration, the opposite of consideration. Nabi Kareem would enter the house, he would make salam at night. Make salam in such a way, if somebody was awake, they would hear it. And if somebody was asleep, the sleep would not get disturbed. Consideration for somebody's sleep. Do we have consideration if somebody is asleep? It's our household people, so what it matters? I do what I want, or somebody is doing his own thing. What he's doing now, he is busy on his phone, at top volume, and others are asleep, they're getting disturbed. He says, they must worry about themselves. So the whole point is that everybody must consider me, I don't need to consider anybody. Everybody must consider me, and I don't need to consider anybody. So in any case, Nabi Kareem Salaam, we digress from this point. Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, we were talking about the last days of the Mubarak life of Nabi Kareem Salaam, he was not obligated to apportion the days. This was optional for him. But he apportioned everybody's days. But now in the last days of his life, he became very weak, very ill, and now every day to be going to a different home became difficult. So now it's a very simple thing to do. Just say, look, this is now very difficult for me. I'm unable to manage this right now. And I will now just prefer being in this home. But even in that condition, the consideration for the feelings of people, for the feelings of not anybody else also, for the feelings of his wife, the consideration of their feelings, He didn't make that decision in that manner. He didn't just make a decision and say, well, this is it now. I can't manage this now. And therefore, I'm just going to be remaining here. So how did he go about it? In advance now, he's repeatedly asking, Aina ana ghadan. Aina ana ghadan. Tomorrow where am I going to be? Tomorrow where am I going to be? Now, this was never the normal situation that Nabi Karim Salaf is asking tomorrow. And for years, this routine has been carrying on so he knew very well where he's going to be tomorrow and they knew very well that he knows where he's going to be tomorrow but he asked several times Aina ana ghadan so they were mashallah very conscious of this as well they immediately understood what's the whole point here they immediately understood what's the whole point and Nabi Kareem Salaam had this this is where we digressed on his special attachment with Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. So they knew that this is what he is referring to. That when a person is ill, he's sick, it's just human nature, he wants to be where he'll be a little bit more comfortable. Because in that condition of sickness, that condition of illness, feels a little bit more at peace, a little bit more comforted. So now that's where he wanted to be. But out of consideration for them, he didn't make that decision. They realized it of their own accord. They said, our suggestion is that you now remain only in the house of Sayyidah Aisha and we will also come there from time to time. So Nabi Kareem happily accepted it. This is what he wanted. 
But he didn't make the call. Now this was the maqam and the position of Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. And despite the fact that when Nabi Kareem Salaam passed away, she was only 18 years of age. But the knowledge that she had already gained in that time, and the expertise in deen that she had acquired, that many, many great Sahaba would come and learn Basail meaning inquire, find out this particular thing I'm confused about, what is the correct aspect in this regard, what is the meaning of this ayat this used to be all done without compromising any aspect of deen, the law of parda in particular so coming back to where we digress from the incident of Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, she is now in the last days of her life last moments of life so to say and Abdullah bin Abbas came and he wanted to now come and express something so she said no don't let him come now he is the cousin of Rasulullah and a very prominent Sahabi and she said don't let him come so others asked but why don't let him come so many others have come and gone why shouldn't we let him come what was her reason? That she knew full well, he's going to walk in, he's going to come in, and he's going to come and he's going to say some things in praise of me. He's going to say something. And I don't want to hear these praises. Now this, this is the whole point that we started off at. That now we want to capture the moment. I must be the man of the moment. Why? I was the one circulated this. I'm the man of the moment. And why? then now I'll be recognized I will be given that special attention that respect and honor maybe Allah knows best what honor will come out of saying that I captured this moment but in any case now the man of the moment now and now look at this example that Sayyidah Aisha Rizman is setting in these last moments of life in this time that she now days whatever was left she saying I don't want him to come here I don't want to hear these praises this is what he's going to say. Abdullah bin Zubair was present. He said, look, he's a very senior person. He's from the family of Rasulullah And he's a very knowledgeable person, a very senior person. It's not suitable to tell him, no, you can't come. Rather allow him, give him the permission. So in any case, she gave the permission. So he came in. So now that's the etiquette that somebody is asked now, if somebody is ill so now from behind the parda, the question would be how are you keeping what is your how are you feeling so he asked that question so now she replied now that was the whole point what she replied that bikhayrin in ittaqaytullah bikhayrin I'm well now she is very ill she is, she is counting the moments now it might be a matter of hours, a matter of days. But her reply is, I am well provided. Or on condition, I am well. Bikhayrin If I have taqwa and I fear Allah Ta'ala, then I am well. And if I am devoid of this, then no matter how well I might seem to be, I am not well. Being well is dependent on taqwa. Apart from that, dunya is dunya, there's all kinds of 
situations that come about, all those kinds of conditions that happen. But dunya is dunya. Sometimes a person might be well, even in poverty. And my person might be unwell in the lap of luxury. Not necessarily well and unwell just in sickness. But in general, a person can be well in anything if he's got taqwa. And he'll be unwell with outwardly everything being in place if he's devoid of this. Why? Because if he has taqwa, Allah is pleased. Allah Ta'ala is pleased with him. Taqwa in every facet of life. Then Allah Ta'ala is pleased with him. And if Allah is pleased with him, then he's well. Because he's under the shadow of the mercy of Allah Ta'ala. Even if he's in some challenge of dunya. And if he is devoid of that taqwa, he's doing things which Allah is displeased with, then he's under the azab of Allah Ta'ala. Even though he seems to be very well, but his heart is going to be in turmoil and he's inviting the wrath of Allah Ta'ala upon him. So, this is the point that we started off from, that being well depends on being connected to Allah Ta'ala, having taqwa, having the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala, gaining the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. And otherwise, then Allah Ta'ala from time to time manifests His signs. That look, insan, you think you are capable of much, but what are you capable of? Have you considered this? On occasion when in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu there was once a solar eclipse. We're talking about the solar eclipse that happened. And when the solar eclipse happened, Nabi Karim rushed out of his house in a very perturbed state. Rushed out in a very perturbed state. He didn't go to capture the moment. He rushed to the masjid. He rushed to the masjid and he was fearing that perhaps is this Qiyamat. Is Qiyamat already here? And gathered the Sahaba Ikram and performed a very, very lengthy Salah. Very lengthy Salah. For our estimation, it might have run into a few hours. Very lengthy Salah. So lengthy it was that there is even some mention about some Sahaba, they fainted in the cause of that Salah. And then Nabi Karim after the Salah was over addressed the Sahaba Ikram and he said these are signs, these things don't happen somewhere that belief in Jahiliyyah and in the times of ignorance was this eclipse takes place because somebody very great has been born or somebody very great has passed away and it coincided at the time when the son of Nabi Karim Sayyidina Ibrahim anhu, had passed away he was an infant child, he passed away and it coincided with the day of the eclipse. So now people went back into that some thought of this is probably what has been heard over time. And Islam refuted this. That these things don't happen because of somebody's passing away and somebody's being born. These are signs from the side of Allah wa Ta'ala. And why? What sign? What is showing us? Allah Ta'ala brings some fear in the heart of his true servants. That they will see this it'll bring some fear. What the fear will do? What love didn't make them do, hopefully fear might make them do. Because the love is empty, there's no love. Or it's not there to the extent and to the amount that should be there. That love which drives a person towards Allah Ta'ala. That love which makes a person enthusiastic. He's trying to be first in Salah. 
He can get late, but it's time to be first. So it's not a standard thing that is always after time. He's always in the last of, not standard. He's enthusiastic to try and find the time to make the allowance of the Quran Sharif. He's trying to make that time to surround and make the zikr of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. Why? Love is driving him. The love of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. He's trying to find opportunities to do every possible good that he can. To do some extra ibadat. To try and wake up a little bit earlier maybe. To try and read more Quran Sharif. To try and be of help and assistance to somebody. Whatever he can do because this will bring him closer to Allah Ta'ala with that purpose and that intention that this too is a means of taqarrub ilallah a means of getting closer to my beloved so therefore I will try to do this also when there's that love love drives a person person gets madly in love with somebody Allah forbid sometimes it's haram love but he's prepared to lose everybody else for that haram love he's prepared to lose his parents prepared to lose his family, he's prepared to lose everybody because of this love, this haram love. He's prepared to sacrifice the whole world. And he's sending some messages also. Uh, ready to give the world for you and jump from the highest mountain for you and dive in the deepest ocean for you and then eventually things somehow worked out for him and one month later he's looking for somebody who can be a witness to the divorce. So now he wants to jump the highest mountain and dive the deepest ocean and all that and then everything is finished now. Because all based on haram, all based on just lust and desire, not on reality, not based on what is qualities, not based on what would make a compatible match, all just based on lust and desire and just blinded by that because it started off in a haram manner and then something that has its roots in haram and then continued in that manner and no consideration for deen so now he's going to finish off so the person who now has this love of Allah Ta'ala that love will drive him and otherwise this too is Allah Ta'ala's grace Allah Ta'ala says well okay give them some sign maybe that will create some fear that fear will drive him if that love was not driving him inshallah fear will drive him that now out of the fear of Azab, he will do something. Now we see sign upon sign, but sometimes it makes no difference to us. Let alone signs far away in some other part of the world, sometimes we go through those signs too. We lived it, we experienced it first hand, and we still carry on with, like nothing happened. That is a very, very severe situation. We have to look deep down in our hearts. We have to see what is in there, why is my heart not taking some effect on this why is my heart not getting affected by what's going on around and becoming conscious of Allah wa ta'ala now otherwise it becomes like just another news item what happened in Turkey when one earthquake came the earthquake was so severe and this happened and so many thousands of buildings collapsed and so many thousands of people lost their lives in that and then what? so people lost their lives that became just another news item that are our Muslim brothers and sisters but that too just became another news item we will make dua for the survivors we made dua for those who passed away we made some isale sawab for them if it was possible to do something more than that to do something more than that 
became a news item, some discussion. People are then just talking about it, that, that becomes a be all and end all of it. Whereas Al Mu'minuna Kajasadin Wahid, the believers are like one body. The eye pains, the entire body pains. The head pains, the entire body pains. And the entire body in solidarity of that one portion of the body that's ill, the entire body suffers the fever of it. So now whatever is paining in one part of the body of the Ummah, the entire Ummah is meant to feel it. But it becomes a news item. Our children also might be another news item because they also they're playing all these funny games all the time. And that game is just about how to kill and how to maim and how to do... So now this is another game. If something doesn't happen that directly affects them, then it's a game. Just another statistic. So these things are signs. Earthquakes in particular. You know, in Hadith Sharif, Nabi Karim was once asked about earthquakes. What is earthquake all about? So on that occasion, in one hadith that is reported, Nabi Karim said when When people will treat zina as if it has become permissible. When zina will be treated as if it's just another permissible thing. And when people will get involved in intoxication. And a few other things were then mentioned. Then Allah Ta'ala commands the earth when this reaches a certain point and certain peak that people are just wantonly carrying on in that kind of lifestyle. So the command Allah Ta'ala gives to the earth to shake. And if people make toba, then it stops. And otherwise it shakes and it brings about destruction. We should never ever be thinking that this is the sins of the people that got affected. This is my problem. Our problem. Those who passed away, they got shahadat. What ibrat we took but? What lesson we took out of this? Has it made us make toba? These are things for us to take a lesson from, make toba and come back to Allah Taala. ظهر الفساد في البر والبحر بما كسبت أيدي الناس ليذيقهم بعض الذي عملوا لعلهم يرجعون. That Allah says all this mischief and corruption, all the upheavals, all the weather patterns that are changing throughout the world, and what not is carrying on, and is bringing so much of different situations, difficulties that are coming. All this has happened bima kasabat aidin nas due to the actions of insan. And why? Liuziqahum baad alladhi amilu laallahum yarjiun. Allah Taala says to give them a taste of a little of that what they have done, little taste. Laallahum yarjiun. They may then come out of their slumber and come back to Allah Taala. This is what is meant to do. Bring us out of our slumber. So now. It's for me to sit around and think, for us, each one of us to think, not for tomorrow. Tomorrow is a very far away time. What changes I'm going to make in my life? I'm seeing what's going on around. It's just another news thing for me to just worry about. Has it made any change in my heart? Has it made me make some toba and istighfar? Have I decided I'm going to bring my life on track now? 
I got to become more conscious of Allah Ta'ala. And if not, then when? Am I waiting for some time when it's going to be too late? Who knows what's tomorrow going to hold for us? These are people living in homes. They had whatever we have in our homes. They had a family life. They had so many things. They had plans for the next day. They had so many uh, hopes and aspirations. And in one moment it was all gone. In a few seconds there was nothing. It was all gone in seconds. And the manat they say entire blocks just collapsed and gone. Allah Ta'ala is telling us take a lesson out of this. Take a lesson out of it. Once the, there was an earthquake in the time of Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam hit his hand on the ground. This tremor took place. Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam hit his hand on the ground. And he said Malak. What's the problem with you? Your time to shake has not yet come. Meaning that shaking which Allah Ta'ala describes in the Quran Sharif. إِذَا زُلْزِلَتِ الْأَرْضُ زِلْزَالَهَا When the earth will be violently shaken. وَأَخْرَجَتِ الْأَرْضُ أَثْقَالَهَا And it will throw out all its burdens. Everything that is swallowed into it. Including the people that are buried into it. Eventually they will also be all out of their graves. أَخْرَجَتِ الْأَرْضُ أَثْقَالَهَا وَقَالَ الْإِنسَانُ مَالَهَا An insan will be saying, what is the matter with this earth? Why is this earth shaking in this violent manner? يَوْمَ إِذِنْ تُحَدِّثُ أَخْبَارَهَا But on that day the earth will speak. It's mentioned there isn't one, one hand span of the earth except that it will also speak. Every, as we might describe it for our purposes, every square inch of the earth will speak on the day of Qiyamah. Who walked on me and why he walked on me. Where he was headed when he was walking on me. He was headed to the masjid. Or he was headed to the gambling den. He was headed towards helping somebody. Or he was walking towards the place of zina. He was walking towards how to get closer to Allah Ta'ala. Or he was running into the arms of shaitan. What he was doing. Where he was walking to. What he was standing on that spot and doing. He was standing on that spot and gambling or committing zina, or stealing, or robbing, what he was doing, that piece of earth will speak. He stood on this spot of the earth, and he heard somebody, that earth will speak. And he'll say, this is the command of my Rabb, that I am commanded to speak what happened on me. Who stood here, who passed here, where he was headed from here, the earth will speak everything. أَنَّ رَبَّكَ أَوْحَالَهَا يَوْمَ إِذِي يَسْدُرُ النَّاسُ أَشْتَاتًا لِيُرَوْ أَعْمَالَهُمْ Allah people will come in groups to come and see their deeds. People sometimes say, no, the exam results have come. So now they're going to a certain place, exam center, to go and see the exam results, whether they passed or failed. And then some start celebrating because they passed, and they start celebrating in a way that they failed. They passed in terms of some marks, in terms of dunya and how they start celebrating is they fail in terms of akhirat but on the day of qiyamah that will be the real result to come and see what is the result of their actions and the one who has done an atom deed of good he'll see it an atom deed of good, an atom's extent of good, 
Somebody who's done an atom extent of evil, that too he can't escape. Unless he has made sincere tawbah in dunya, he has deleted that out of his record, Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness has come, then that's forgiven, that's out of the record. Otherwise, if it's still there, then that one small, minute thing too, he can't escape it. That sarcastic way in which he spoke something, that too will be there. What he said in a way, very nicely and sweetly, but the intention was corrupted, and the agenda was something else, that too he'll see it there. That deception of the eye, from which corner of the eye, what he was seeing, that too he'll see there. And whatever else, that word he spoke, that action he did, فَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ خَيْرًا يَرَهَ فَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ شَرًا يَرَهَ This is that zilzal, this is that shaking that Nabi Karim Sallallahu was referring to. Your time of that violent shaking hasn't yet come. That will come, that total shaking, when nothing will remain, that will happen on the day of Qiyamah. But these shakings remind us that is coming. Prepare for it. These shakings and these earthquakes and these tremors in the past, recent past, Durban 2 has experienced more tremors than ever experienced before. We should not think we are far away from these things, we are immune, these things don't affect us. We've been affected but we still forgot. This is the ghaflat. Allah Ta'ala says that the shaking of the final moment this is a very severe thing. That is, mother that's suckling the child, she will forget about the child. Can you imagine the attachment of a mother with a suckling child? But Qiyamah will be such, she won't be bothered about the child too. She'll abandon it. That is to highlight what an intense situation it would be. And every mother that's carrying a fetus will abort it. Abort it without any choice. The, the severity of the situation will be such that it will result in this abortion. And people will appear as if they are in a drunken stupor. But that's not the reality. The reality is that the azab of Allah is so severe, it has created the situation that they are seeming to be such. Now that is the lesson that we have been given. Don't take these things for granted. Take a lesson from it. On the one hand, make dua for the affected people. That is the dictates of our iman. Wherever some difficulty has happened, some things are happening or happen in a very uh, big way where it becomes, the whole world takes note of it. But there are things happening all the time throughout the world, any part of the world, whether it is in Africa, whether it is in America or whether in some other part of the world, Muslims are living all over the place. That's Allah Ta'ala's fadl, alhamdulillah. That throughout the world, there's Muslims living. And Muslims are being affected by things throughout the world. That should be part of our daily dua. Then giving sadaqah. As-sadaqah tu tutfi'u ghadab al-rab wa tadfa'u su Some sadaqah daily. Sadaqah for ourselves. Sadaqah on behalf of affected people in different parts of the world. And then to contribute what we can for easing the situation of people who are affected 
in difficulties and calamities and the very very crucial thing Tawbah and Istighfar in these halat and conditions we should increase Tawbah and Istighfar all this is a means of bringing us to our reality bringing us to reality making us come out of our slumber and make us make Tawbah and Istighfar Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala give us the tawfiq that we become conscious of the happenings around us take note sit up and take note and make it a means of motivating us to change our lives to change our lives for the better we cannot just carry on in the same routine of not bother what happens just carry on we'll just make our salah done for the day and that's over in between what we do how we carry on with our lives where we go what we conduct all that cannot otherwise Allah forbid Allah forbid that that respite then runs out the respite then runs out and the respite runs out and when that string is pulled away then it's too late Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us a tawfiq that we become conscious of deen we stay steadfast on deen and we make sincere tawbah come back to Allah tabarak wa ta'ala and make dua for ourselves dua for the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen make zikr for a few minutes and then dua الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا ربي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جز الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهن لا إله إلا الله 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 لا إله إلا 
اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين لا إله إلا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرته ولا هما إلا فرجته ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها ويسرتها يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أكرم الأكرمين يا راحم المساكين يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا لا تآخذنا إن نسينا واخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين اللهم آتي نفوسنا تقواها اللهم آتي نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها اللهم اهدنا لأحسن الأخلاق لا يهدي لأحسنها إلا أنت واصرف عنا سيئها لا يصرف عنا سيئها إلا أنت اللهم بارك لنا في رجب وشعبان وبلغنا رمضان وبلغنا رمضان اللهم سلمنا لرمضان وسلم رمضان لنا وسلمه لنا متقبلا اللهم ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم اغفر لأمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم ارحم أمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم تجاوز عن أمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم فرج الكرب عن أمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم اهدي وأصلح أمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم إله العالمين يا الله Most merciful, most gracious, most kind, most loving Allah إله العالمين يا الله Forgive us يا الله يا الله Forgive us يا الله Forgive all our major and minor sins يا الله Forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم يا الله Blow the winds of hidayat يا الله يا الله Make each one a true ummah of Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم يا الله Make us your true slaves يا الله إله العالمين يا الله Remove the difficulties and hardships of the ummah يا الله يا الله We acknowledge all this is due to our sins يا الله Our faults يا الله يا الله Forgive us يا الله يا الله Grant afiyat to the entire ummah يا الله Grant afiyat in deen يا الله Grant afiyat in dunya يا الله يا الله those are any difficulties and hardships removed with afiyat ya Allah those are affected by earthquakes by the calamities ya Allah grant them afiyat ya Allah those have passed away give them the height of the, the ranks of shuhada ya Allah ya Allah grant sabr jameel to the families ya Allah ya Allah throughout the world wherever the Muslims are in any suffering ya Allah remove their pain and suffering ya Allah remove their hardships ya Allah remove their difficulties ya Allah grant barakat in each one's life health and wealth ya Allah 
ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحابه المعين والحمد لله رب